Good morning, everybody. Happy Wednesday to you. It is a beautiful day. It's chilly, but beautiful. And a good day to be in the Word, right? Uh, open your Bibles to the book of Nahum, if you haven't already. Uh, I'm Tim Harris. It's 10 o'clock. It's time for 10 with 10. We go verse by verse through the Word of God. And today we're starting a, a little book. It won't take us but a couple of days to get through the three chapters of Nahum. He's an Old Testament prophet. Uh, we just finished Jonah. Jonah, of course, was sent by God to preach to the great city of Nineveh. Uh, Jonah was wildly successful, though he wasn't exactly happy about that. Um, Nineveh experienced a kind of revival. They turned to the God of Jonah for a short time. According to what historians can piece together, there was a short period of relative peace uh, out of Assyria about that time, but it was short-lived, and uh, Assyria returned to their wicked ways. So by the time you get to Nahum, Nahum is prophesying about uh, 600, something like 614 B.C., something like that. Nahum is prophesying the coming judgment against Nineveh. So uh, again, the, the turning of the people was temporary, uh, and a hundred years later or so, the city will be destroyed. Uh, Nineveh is actually destroyed, I think, in 612, something like that. So again, Nahum is preaching right before, right before the events uh, that, uh, uh, that will be the fulfillment of his prophecy. So I, I find it pretty interesting. And I encourage you, if you got a little bit of extra time, to uh, do a little bit of research. Look up Nineveh. Uh, Nineveh is a city, uh, the ruins of which are still in uh, modern-day Iraq, outside of M Mosul. Um, and uh, it's kind of interesting, uh, especially when you begin to read Nahum. Uh, Nahum, as a book in the Bible, is rarely preached or studied. Um, uh, I looked in my files before I started uh, this study with you to see, you know, how much preaching in Nahum I've done, and I've done none. I've never preached in 26 years. I've never preached a single sermon out of the book of Nahum. I've never led a Bible study. So here we go, y'all. <laughs> this is this is new to me too. Uh, but part of the reason is it's just really a uh, people are shocked at the brutality of this prophet, and it almost comes across as just. Uh, nationalistic, uh, uh, you know, uh, exaggerated uh, glee over the death of an enemy. And, and some people would say this is exactly the kind of book in the Bible, the reason I read the Bible, the reason they don't like the God of the Old Testament because he's so bloodthirsty and it's also terrible. Uh, and I just want you to, uh, let's read this together and let's be realistic about what is happening here. And that's part of why I encourage you to, to do a little bit of research. Uh, just Google uh, uh, the, the Assyrian Empire. Uh, Google Assyrian brutality. Again, part of the reason why this is so well documented is because we can, we dug up the city of Nineveh. And these kings, the ones we've talked about, you know, Sennacherib, you know, uh, Tiglath-Pileser, uh, all of these kings, they left records. They were proud of their brutality. The Assyrians perfected, in many ways, modern warfare. Uh, every single man, uh, every male in Assyrian uh, empire was required to serve in the military. Uh, there were no exemptions, rich, poor, everybody served. Uh, it was the largest fighting force in the world in its day, uh, probably one of the greatest in history. Um, they were brutal, absolutely brutal. We read some of that together in First and Second Kings, you know, the way that the kings of Judah and Samaria would pay tribute to the Assyrians just to try to buy 
you know, uh, to pay them to leave you alone, you know. Uh, but their brutality is very well documented, and for that reason, God comes finally to judge their sin. Uh, and the book of Nahum chapter 1 is the beginning of that. So again, I've blabbed on. Let's jump in. Um, uh, it's one of the few prophetic books of the Bible that has two titles. Uh, the message concerning Nineveh is the first title. The Hebrew word there is burden, which I love. The burden of Nineveh. Burden in that case has more to do with like a threatening word. The burden of Nineveh, uh, the vision of Nahum who lived in Elkosh. So kind of two titles, the burden of Nineveh, the vision of Nahum. We don't know anything about Nahum. We don't know anything about Elkosh, uh, but there you go. That, that, that's the title. Now what follows? Um, the Lord is a jealous God filled with vengeance and rage. And people are like, yeah, it's, you know, it's just such an angry, you know, a furious kind of book of a furious God. But can I just point out one of the ironies of this Chapter 1, verses 1 to 11, is an acrostic poem in the Hebrew. An acrostic poem, which means you've got letters of the alphabet, A, you know, A, Aleph, Bay, you know, Gimel, you know, A, B, C, D, E, you know, down the side of the page. And then each line of the, uh, of the chapter there begins with that letter of the alphabet. So, you know, this isn't, you know, just, you know, like rage prophecy, you know. It's artful. I just want you to understand that. It's, it's artful, it's deliberate, it's slow, it's creative, uh, and it's not you know, just written in some sort of fit of rage. Uh, this is actually, I think in many ways, a, a, a beautiful chapter. Uh, the Lord is slow to get angry, but his power is great. You know, there are some verses in there. The Lord is good, a strong refuge when trouble comes. Those are the kind of verses that we love. Uh, and again, I think everybody loves those verses, and everybody wants the Bible to sound like that all the time. The Lord is slow to get angry. He probably seemed especially slow if you were living in Judah back during the days of the Assyrian Empire, you know, because the Assyrian Empire was brutal for like a hundred years. Like a hundred years. You know, they didn't just come in and defeat you. They came in and flattened your cities. I mean, uh, I mean, you know, we, we'd read about that in, in, in the book of Kings, that like 10 northern, you know, cities, you know, exiled and erased from history. I mean, I mean, th those 10 northern tribes of, of, of Israel, 46 cities, 46 cities in Judah, absolutely destroyed and flattened by Sennacherib. I mean, you know, just imagine living, you know, in the time of this kind of evil empire, and again, I can go on and on and on. I'm, I'm telling you, you have, uh, go Google Nineveh. You know, just, I mean, they would, you know, and actually, you know, there are, you know, uh, you know, like uh, artwork, you know, friezes, you would say, you know, carved into the wall, showing some of these battles in Judah. Like what we read about is documented in the ruins of Nineveh. And, and you know, it shows the, you know, the pyramids of stacked heads of just decapitating people, you know, stripping them naked, cut off their hands or feet, cut off their noses, you know, cut off their ears and then just impale them on a stick or, or force them to wear the heads of their family around their neck on a string. I mean, you know, I mean, these are brutal people. And I'm just saying, if you live in the face of that kind of wickedness, you'd be saying, where is God? Where is God? And this line, the Lord is slow to get angry. I mean, I'm goodness. I'm, I'm sure there was a time when they're like, you know, God, why are you letting, you know, get angry? You know, God, where are you? And I'm just saying, God's mercy is something that we appreciate when it's turned toward us. But when it's turned toward others, we're like, you know, God, why? You know, why? Just to remind you, 
the, the Neo-Assyrian, you know, kingdom was uh, one of the most brutal in, in human history. And it's like, why did God, you know, let them continue? The Lord is slow to get angry. You know, I remind you, we sent Jonah to preach and gave them an opportunity to, to repent. They, their repentance was short-lived, and so now the judgment comes. And so, again, uh, keep this in perspective and understand who we're talking about. We're talking about the Assyrians here in the capital city of, of Nineveh. God takes revenge on all those who oppose him. This is good news for his people. When it says the Lord is good, a strong refuge when trouble comes— he is close to those who trusted him. I mean, what is a refuge if not, you know, I mean, God's not worth a nickel if he doesn't have the power to protect us from our enemies, you know? I'm not saying I want a bloody, vengeful God. I'm just saying, you know, we want a God who protects, a God who is a refuge from danger. Uh, he will sweep away his enemies in an overwhelming flood. He will pursue his foes into the darkness of night. You know, I, I know you and I have lived our entire lives in the relative peace of the United States, so we really don't understand what it's like to have an enemy, what it's like you know, to be invaded, what it's like to cry out to God and, 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 and watch your children killed in the streets by invading armies, and you're just like, God, why, why? I'm just reminding you, this is the context from which this comes. Judas cried out to God for over a century you know, about the Assyrians, and finally, he will destroy you with one blow, the prophet Nahum says. Oh, my people, I've punished you before, but I will not punish you again. You know, God had punished his people. Judgment begins with the house of God, but now that judgment is going to come for all of those who have mocked, mocked the God of Israel. Your wicked enemies will never invade your land again. They'll be completely destroyed. That's good news. That's good news for Judah. That's good news for the people of God. But understand that good news is, is bad news for Nineveh. And bad news uh, for sure is what Nineveh has brought to the world you know, for century, uh, and now that century is over, and God is about to answer their wickedness. So, so again, keep it in perspective. Do a little bit of research. Look up the Assyrian Empire. Read about their brutality, and I think you'll understand what it must have been like to live in fear of this brutal, brutal nation, and to finally realize that God is about to uh, bring his judgment against them. Uh, so again, God is a God of justice, and he may be slow to get angry, but he must not be mocked, and the Assyrians have mocked him for a long, long time. Uh, they're about to answer for their sins. Pick up right there, chapter 2 tomorrow, the fall of Nineveh, kind of prophesied. It, it's an interesting, interesting chapter. Verses 1 to 13, we'll pick up with chapter 2 tomorrow. I love you guys. Listen, have a beautiful Wednesday. Stay in the Word. Stay faithful. Did I say I love you? Because I love all of you, and I appreciate your time with me. I'll, I'll see you in the morning, Lord willing, 10 o'clock for 10 with 10. I love you guys.